Magical Magic Musings, the show where you learn rituals and wisdom to help you live your most magical life. And I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's episode is all about the beautiful download I've got from spending the past week and a half in nature. I just got back from a beautiful weekend in Big Sur watching one of my best friends marry the love of her life, and then I went an epic trip with my boyfriend to the Austrian Alps. And whoa, both both experiences were just incredibly overwhelming, beautiful natural majesty. (laughs) And so there were so many things that came up, so many downloads, so many reminders that I feel like nature has for all of us that I wanted to share them on this week's episode of the podcast and get you, you know, kind of caught up. Um, Before I go into that, though, I want to remind you that if you haven't, if you're loving Practical Magic Musings and you haven't, you know, click those five stars and left me a review please, please do. We will be selecting a winner this week for the first uh, free one-on-one session with me. Um, I'm super excited to be able to get to know you guys intimately this way and offer this as a thank you for, you know, supporting the podcast. And I'm also really excited. Stay tuned for the end of the episode because I am, for the first time, um, in years, <laughs> offering two new um, sessions that I, I've decided inspired by this Practical Magic Musings podcast and just wanting to have more fun doing ritual work with you guys. So stay tuned for that. But right now, let's dive into Big Sur, Austrian Alps. Oh my God, nature downloads. What is the message that nature has for us? So I'm going to kind of connect these two two experiences together because actually it was it was very interesting how they coincided. So neither of them were really planned by me, of course. Um, one is one of my best friends, Libby Crow, who also has an incredible podcast, by the way. Her podcast is called Behind the Dream. She's just a complete gem of a human being. And so her and her hubby, now Scott, um, had a really beautiful wedding in Big Sur. And so I was up there for a few days to celebrate. And, you know, we did a beautiful ritual to kind of welcome her into this new era of her life. And I had a lot of time as well just to relax in nature. Had a beautiful balcony that I woke up and I would drink my tea and just stare into the forest. There was an amazing pool and infinity hot tub where you could just sit and stare into the forest. And then we went into the actual forest and did some ritual work. Um, And then I went by myself and I did some forest bathing, which is literally, um, I literally laid in the forest wearing a, a bathing suit. Um, and just allowed myself to soak in all the beautiful energy. So I know a lot of you listening to this already know the healing benefits of nature. Um, and just nature is the great recalibrator. I truly believe we're going to more and more need retreats into nature as technology develops, as our phones develop, as we get more and more connected to you know, social media and the internet and all the stuff that's going on, it's so interwoven in our in our businesses and our lives now that we really need, I mean, I feel like the electromagnetic field of the earth 
the beauty of mother nature is just so healing for our nervous system, so necessary for our nervous system. So um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram um, or have been emailing me or DMing me, you probably noticed that I've also been really, I've taken a little bit of a break from technology while I was away because while I was still trying to post and show some beautiful things, I really wanted to divorce myself from having that kind of electronic dog collar that so much of so many of us do so that my nervous system could truly recalibrate. And the recalibration that nature offers us is truly its own way of actually downloading some of the themes that I'm going to share with you that came up um, over the past two weeks or so into our cellular memory, into our bodies. And I think there is a difference that the beauty, the beautiful part about going out in nature, and I'm going to encourage you, obviously, though, to you guys listening to this, to whether it's going to a local park whether it's going to the ocean or a lake or just taking time to go on a hike, doing something that connects you back to nature after you listen to this and fully assimilate the things that I'm going to talk about because I think that is the beauty of nature is that it's just a a deep body adjustment that we – don't even need words to explain. For me, what back I remember back when um, I was living in New York City, and I had one of you guys reach out and ask me, you know, how do you connect to nature when you live in a busy city? So, perfect example, I was living in New York City. I was living um, down um, below 14th Street, and I would go to Washington Square Park almost every day when the weather was decent, um, when it was warm enough. And I would lay a blanket, sit on the grass, take my, my shoes off for a minute, put my feet on the grass, um, just to allow myself to connect to it. Even that small patch of nature in Washington Square Park, which is, you know, nothing really compared to um, what, you know, what was in Big Sur or the Austrian Alps. But on a regular basis, you need to find a place close to your home. You need to find a sanctuary that you can go Um even in sanctuary, in, in, in Santa Monica, of course, I walked onto the beach. The beach is my ultimate recalibrator. But even on days where I don't have that, just walking around my block when I walk my dog, Carl, um, I really connect to all of the flowers. I take the time and I actually smell the flowers. I look at the flowers. Um, you know, I'll walk on the grass if it's been, you know, if I, if I need that connection and just making those small moments where you actually connect to nature, you can get that same beautiful download, you know, by looking, you know, at a beautiful garden in your neighborhood or, uh, you know, a beautiful bush of flowers. You don't always have to go to these extravagant places. Of course, you have the opportunity, please do, because they're incredible and magical. Um, and so, The first thing that came up around nature that I think, you know, it's a famous quote. I want to say it's an Emerson quote. Adopt the pace of nature. Its secret is patience. When you see these tall, majestic redwood trees in Big Sur, when you see the, the, the forest growth, when you look up, you know, from these, I mean, you look down from these, these massive cliffs onto the Pacific Ocean crashing, right, onto the shores below. And, you know, you see these winding roads that are, like, carved in the in, in the hill. It really connects you to the fact that this 
level of epicness, right, (laughs) did not happen overnight. This didn't just shoot up in two weeks. This wasn't a summer project. These trees have been growing for years upon years upon years. These, you know, these forests were formed. These cliffs were formed. These beautiful, wondrous pieces of nature. I mean, in the Austrian Alps, oh my God, the mountains. The mountains, the glaciers are absolutely breathtaking. But you look at them and you instantly know that these could not have popped up overnight. That's just not how nature works. If you think about a little seedling, if you ever planted, um, you know, planted a little seed, planted a, uh, you know, when you go to the hardware store, you get those seeds and you put it and it sprouts maybe in a couple of days, right? And have this little like baby little sprout. Um, you know, that's, that's what happens in two days, right? If you want that to grow into a massive tomato plant, then it's maybe going to take a few weeks or a summer, right? Um, If you want to grow an oak tree, it's going to take even longer. If you're trying to make a a mountain, it's going to take, you know, much, much, much longer, right? And so what's one of the things that I think we get when we connect ourselves to nature, that things are happening on their own timelines. And I think that is, for me, one of the examples I use with my clients all the time. And they're probably going to like be like, when I say this, right? Um, you know, when, you know, uh, an acorn makes the oak tree. And you can't, you know, scream at the acorn saying, grow, grow faster, grow, grow faster. No, the acorn is going to become the oak tree in its own time. Here's the beautiful thing. An acorn is destined to become the oak tree, right? When we plant that seed, it's destined to become that flower or that fruit or that vegetable or whatever it's growing towards, right? We know, just like the tide, right? It's not going to be high tide forever. It'll be low tide, right? We know that the beaches, you know, the the oceans move the beaches over time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. And so when we connect to that, there's something in us that remembers that we don't have to be the master manipulators of time. That everything in our lives, too, is on nature's timeline. That when we plant that seed, right? The same day you plant the seed, you most likely don't harvest the fruit. And that's okay. That's, you know, there's a reason that, you know, you don't get pregnant and have the baby two weeks later. Nature gives you nine months to prepare Not only for you to prepare to be a mother, to prepare your environment, to handle all of the different things, right? Nature's giving you nine months of prep time. Meanwhile, during those nine months, carefully curating all the beautiful cells and the organs and making sure everything is just perfectly cooking inside of you for this child. Similarly, with nature, you see that, right? These redwoods grew to be that majestic, magical, beautiful forest. After years and years and years and years and years, it wasn't something that someone had an idea for someday and then the next day looked around and there were no trees and was like, well, I guess I'll never have a forest. And yet we do that. And yet even with our mountains, our redwoods, those projects that are 
going to stand the test of time. Those beautiful, magical, strong projects in our lives, those big things in our lives. Sometimes we still expect them to, you know, pop up overnight. I actually was just listening to um, one of my friends talking about her her pregnancy journey. And I often, I, I do compare the pregnancy journey to nature's timeline, right? Because it is nature's timeline. Similar to planting a seed and having that, that seed grow to full harvest um, is us, you know, conceiving and giving birth. And so that this particular friend of mine had been trying to get pregnant for years, years. And it was really frustrating, you know, and she was, I don't understand. I'm doing all the things. I don't understand. I'm, you know, doing every, doing the spiritual, like talk about doing the practical magic, doing everything. It took her years to conceive. And, and eventually she did. But again, not on her timeline, not on her ideal timeline, on nature's timeline on God's timeline, right? Which is nature's timeline. And, you know, when she had her kid, she said, she's like, honestly, I'm so grateful it didn't come a minute sooner. I wouldn't have been ready a day sooner, a month sooner, a year sooner. I wouldn't have been ready when I wanted to initially have it. I thought I knew the best timeline. And I think that is the... First, and and one of the biggest downloads that I always get from being in nature is that, yo, you think you have the best timeline. But the truth is, you don't know. You don't know. When we think about nature's timeline, I think about that eagle eye view, right? Looking at all of the different factors, right? Saying, okay, you know, right now, we're going to need more water to grow this. Right now we're going to need more sunshine. Okay, you know, how can we get all of the conditions in order so that this can flourish? And sometimes we see, you know, a very small angle of it and we're like, well, you know, for instance, you know, I want the, that friend, you know, I wanted to get pregnant years ago. She couldn't see, she couldn't foresee how it would have been better for her to wait right? And, and perhaps I would debate also that those years of trying and those years of doing the work were part of the process. They were part of the gestation period, was all of the fear she had to release, all the tools she had to double down on, all of the surrender and the faith that she needed to have. And, and you know, that's what patience requires of us, is surrendering, is truly surrendering to a greater plan the plan of Mother Earth, the plan of nature, the plan of God, whatever you want to call it, the plan of spirit, truly, truly surrendering to that greater plan and allowing ourselves instead, just like if you were planting a seed in your garden, to just tend to the seed, to do the best thing we can do is provide the conditions for growth and then step back. You can't go into the dirt and manipulate the seed to sprout. You can't go into your uterus and and try to hurry the arms or hurry the legs. No. The best thing you can do is make sure the environment is conducive to growth. 
right? So if you're trying to have your tomato plant <laughs> sprout, then you want to make sure you got good soil. You want to make sure it has enough room to grow. Maybe it has, you know, one of those metal things for the, the vine to creep up. I don't know the name of it. <laughs> um, you want to make sure it's, get, it's getting enough sun, but not too much sun. It's getting enough water, but not too much water. There are things that you can do. But the greatest gift you can do is let nature run its course. And so I think it's a similar message for us when we're wanting to achieve our goals. And whether that goal is, you know, I've talked to women whose, whose goals are, you know, making a certain amount of money, launching a business, having writing a book, but also, like I said, the having a baby or, you know, manifesting a divine life partner, getting to a health goal, right? There are so many different goals that quote unquote goals we can have. And nature reminds us that, our job is simply to create an environment conducive to growth, right? That allows the natural process to do its job and to not get in the way. And sometimes, you know, that, of course, that does might require some practical action steps, right? It might require, you know, you to send some emails. It might require you to go on those dates. It might require you to um, take your prenatal vitamins and, and, and try to conceive or manage your budget, right? There are going to be practical action steps that you do that foster the soil or the, the, the environment that allows something to grow. And that's the best thing we can do, but then we need to surrender it. And we need to trust that greater plan. And so I think that's one of the biggest, biggest downloads I always get from nature, and I certainly got on this trip, is that the most beautiful, majestic fountains and trees did not grow overnight. And some of the best things that we're going to do in our life, you know, don't happen on our timeline, don't happen overnight, don't happen in this instant gratification way that so many of us are used to, to seeing and wanting, Right. The second really big download um, from being in nature was all about presence and realizing that abundance is all around us. And I'm going to do another podcast episode all on, you know, limiting money beliefs and, and working through this because you guys have requested that. But, but, Really, nature reminds me of abundance like nothing else. I love one of my one of my favorite practices is simply going down to the ocean here in Santa Monica and staring at the horizon and literally seeing the abundance of beautiful ocean on our planet. Right? I remember laying in the forest at Big Sur, looking up at the trees and listening to the birds and 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 just looking up at all of this beautiful, beautiful life around me. I mean, to walk through a forest, to stare at the ocean, to climb the mountains. Oh, my God. You know, some of the views you guys caught on my Instagrams while I was away in Austria. Oh, my God. These mountains are just awe-inspiring and you look around you're at this top of this mountain you're looking at all these other mountain ranges around you and you just instantly download into your cells that our natural state is abundance 
that, you know, Mother Earth, God, Spirit, Nature, Love, it is abundance. Abundance is the natural state of life. Right? If you think about these mountains, if you think about the the trees and the forest, the flowers, they have nothing blocking them. They have nothing blocking their process. They flourish in abundance. Simply by allowing themselves to be who they are, to grow where they're planted. And I think sometimes... The abundance we're reminded when we're in nature, when we take a minute and we lay in a forest, we took off our shoes, we put our feet in the grass, we smell the roses in our neighbor's gardens (laughs) as we walk around Santa Monica, we look at the ocean, we go to a lake, we go skiing or, you know, we, we hike in the mountains, we are connected to what true abundance is. That there is infinite supply all around us. That our birthright is infinite supply. And that what takes us out of it is our lack of presence. We are surrounded by abundance in so many ways. And yet our lack of presence often steals it from us, blocks us from seeing it. It's almost like we're walking around with a blindfold on. When I was in Austria, there was a group of us, right? Where, you know, there's about six six or so of us, I think, um, exploring. And uh, one of the, the people there was having a really hard time being present. Something would happen... And, you know, they wouldn't get their way or, you know, you know, here's this really simple example, right? They were wanting a piece of gum and I only had cinnamon gum on me (laughs) and they wanted mint gum or bubble gum or something, anything but cinnamon. (laughs) And so that became a thing for like the next couple hours. While we were hiking and around, it was like, when am I going to get gum? Like, I want to get gum. And of course, like all the cute little mountain huts we stopped in. We stopped in these mountain huts and they have literally everything. Like all this beautiful, you know, like traditional food, you know, coffee, tea, alcohol, you know, juices, anything, you know, all these things. So many things you could get didn't have gum. Um... And not to mention you're walking around in just the most breathtaking, awe-inspiring, you know, situation, right? Getting to be, what a privilege it is just to even be able to walk around the Austrian Alps, right? To be able to, I mean, we went to, this was really cool, we went to a crystal museum, of course, right? We went to a crystal museum, we were finding smoky quartz, regular quartz, we were finding pyrite literally on the mountain. Um, all over. It was just incredibly beautiful. Orange calcite I found just like hanging out on the mountain. Anyway, and and so what happened was she really missed out on on a lot of the abundance that was around her that afternoon especially 
um, because of, of focusing on the one thing that she was lacking. And I don't say this to, you know, judge her. I mean, we've all done this. Let's, let's be real here, okay? We've all done this at some point around something in our lives, right? And um, <laughs> she was also much younger than me. So, you know, of course, uh, completely understandable, right? You know? So, again, not about judgment. This is simply about, you know, the example. I think it was a perfect example, right, of how so easily – we can focus on in our lives the one thing that's not there instead of the thousand things surrounding us in any moment. And so that was that was really the second really big message from being around nature was there's so much abundance. You know, I um, I shared this quote on my Instagram and it was like there are magical things all around us patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. And and that couldn't be truer. You know, you could also say there there is so much abundance around us, patiently waiting for us to notice it, right? I feel like that's the message of nature is can you notice the abundance that's already innate in your life? Can you see right now how your true nature is abundance? Can you see how how your body working to have this very breath that you're breathing right now? Can you see that whatever job you have right now, whatever family or friends or love you have in your life, whatever shelter you have above your head, whatever food you have to eat right now, whatever fresh air you have to breathe right now, whatever flowers on your block, sunshine, feeling on your face, water, coming out of your faucet, can you attune your senses to seeing that abundance? Because the the joke, the kind of cosmic mental joke on all of us, right, is that it's like you're in a room full of abundance and you're staring in a little peephole that looks empty. And I think that's a big message that we get from nature is that we we are born abundant. The natural laws of this world we live in are programmed for abundance. And yet, we can put on blinders to it. We can put on blinders to it. And, you know, just to, uh, I think I mentioned this a little bit in the last podcast episode about the full moon, but just to put myself on blast here, right? You know, in Big Sur and even in Austria, I was thinking a lot about this podcast. (laughs) And I was thinking a lot about, you know, how I was trying to make sure, I know I had, you know, some great momentum when I first kicked it off and, you know, I'm obviously not going to be able to release an episode a day forever, but I want to get you guys a few episodes a week. I want there to be, you know, I want this to be a place you can come to regularly get new juicy content that inspires you, that reminds you how magical life is, it gives you your little spiritual medicine to ponder. Um, And so I was really feeling 
you know, stressed out that I hadn't been able to find the time to record a podcast episode. And I tried three different times when I was in Big Sur. And three different times, stuff just kept happening. You know, I was outside on my beautiful deck. I was like, this would be great. I'll record my nature podcast about the download, you know. And the truth is, I'm so glad that all three of those things didn't work. Because, you know, reflecting on the plane ride home today about all the things I learned, I think this episode is, you know, incredibly richer than it would have been had I recorded it when I was in Big Sur before I'd gotten to Austria and had that experience and really been able to see because it's actually sometimes really helpful. I really think sometimes other people are gifts and are mirrors, right? Because me, I'm so intimately connected to the rationale around why why I was focusing on the podcast. Well, because I love this. Well, because it's important for me to get this message on. Well, because it's part of my business, right? I have all my rational reasons, right? And then to be able to witness in Austria that the the like gum situation, right, which was really just a different manifestation of my podcast situation, um, that I was being a little bit more discreet about because I was letting it go on inside my head and not vocalizing it quite as much. But nonetheless, still stealing a little bit of my presence every time I was thinking about that instead of being with the mountain air, being with the beautiful crystals I was discovering, right? And granted, of course, like I caught myself in Big Sur, so there was a lot less of it that happened when I was in Austria, and I was really committed. Like that was my practice. I think that's another thing I want to um, point out that sometimes I don't think people realize uh, about me or about about other people, perhaps either, that it's not like this stuff always comes natural to me. It, of course, you know, I meditate every day. I've been doing the spiritual heavy lifting now for you know, almost a decade. So uh, it comes a little bit more now. I'm a little bit more aware than the average bear, so to speak. But I still had to show up. Like every day I showed up and I was like, I'm committed. You know, I woke up in the morning. I did my meditation. Oftentimes I didn't have enough time with like the schedule and with everybody around to get the, you know, the emails or the work or whatever I wanted to get done done. And I had to surrender it. And I had to say, that's okay. I get to be on vacation right now. And, you know, nothing is, you know, life or death here. And I'm going to be present and I'm going to enjoy this view that we have today at breakfast. And I'm going to enjoy this hike and I'm going to enjoy my, you know, incredible partner here that's just, you know, showing me something that's so near and dear to his heart and his culture. And, you know, I'm going to, I chose it every day. And you can choose to see the abundance in every day as well. You can choose to see the abundance that's sometimes easier for us to see in nature, right? Our nature does something where all of a sudden it's like our brain is like, oh, clicks in. And it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is abundance. This is what it is. This is, this is the truth, right? We know that on a deep cellular level, we, we connect to it. Um, but, but that same abundance that's revealed in, you know, the man at the coffee shop that smiles at you, that's revealed in the guy at the supermarket that opens the door, that's revealed in the coworker that prints an extra copy for you for the meeting or, you know, in your partner who, you know, did your laundry because, you know, it's the little things, right? We have so much abundance all around us patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper, but we need to choose to see it every day. It needs to be a daily practice. And, you know, 
like I said, we'll, we'll get into on another podcast, you know, releasing limiting beliefs around money. But the one thing that I can't stress enough, right, is that we can have all these excuses, right, as to, you know, why we're in our lack mentality, why we don't have this, or this isn't working, or the yada, 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 right? We all have things in our life that haven't manifested yet, right? The things that we want. And there's no ending to that. There's no like, oh, you reach a certain point and you're like, oh, I have everything I could ever want. It's just not humanity, right? But at any point, you can have, you can be making 30K a year and be in abundance and be so happy and be so connected and, and, and honestly, then probably be making even more once you connect to that. Or you could be making a million dollars and be in complete lack and be in misery and depression and anxiety, right? Because you're not, you have all of the abundance. You know, so much of the abundance game is is not based in our earthly reality of what is true. It's based in our mentality and our mind state and what glasses we're looking through. Are we looking through the glasses? Are we seeing the trees? Are we seeing the mountains? Are we looking at the majesty around us? Are we seeing the magic? Or are we looking in that little, the little peephole in the room that's empty? Are we looking for the one thing? Are we surrounded by all this epicness? Are we, you know, in the middle, you know, in the middle of nature and seeing all these beautiful things and then saying, oh, but I don't have uh, bubble gum. And, you know, you can laugh at that example, right? Because it kind of seems crazy or outlandish, but we all do that. That's when, you know, your family's healthy, you have an amazing friend, you have a, you know, uh, a nice, uh, warmly decorated apartment around you, you have, you know, all of this stuff and, you know, maybe your boss is, is a jerk. And so you allow your boss being a jerk to suck the joy and to suck the abundance out of everything else in your life because you're going to look at that. You're going to look at that one thing instead of looking at all the abundance around you. And it's the biggest joke on all of us, right? It's the biggest joke on humanity because the only, the the easiest way to heal that one thing, to fix that one thing, so to speak, right? And the, the fastest way too, right? It's like, um, of course, in miracles, always says the body heals when you're not looking at it. I, I think anything heals sometimes when you're not looking at it, right? Because I describe it like this, right? Where I actually think we get energy from looking into the abundance. So, I mean, if you if we want to go back just to the the case of the gum, right? If we were if if she was so focused, right, on how beautiful everything was, she it's, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with her desire to have the thing, right? Which in this case is the gum, but in your case could be the job, the partner, you know, whatever it is, right? That thing. It's okay to have that desire. It's okay to even state that desire, of course, right? But then when we can, then when we 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 sent that rocket of desire, we ordered that off Amazon. We're like, okay, I want this. Putting that out there, I want this. But now we can tune back into the abundance around us, and you know what happens? We tune back into the abundance around us and this thing comes in nature's pace, right? In its own timing, when it makes sense, when that, you know, when we finally get to that rest stop or when whatever happens, right? And it feels like it happens so much faster because we are in joy and abundance and ease and flow while we were, while we were waiting for it to arrive. 
And and so, you know, chicken or the egg, whether it actually comes in a faster time than it would have or it feels faster, either or. Sometimes I truly believe I manifest things faster when I put the order in for what I want and then I look the other direction at all the other things that I have. Because my momentum becomes such a magnet when we are looking at the abundance, we are looking at the joy in our lives, we become such a magnet that that other thing is just drawn to us. It wants to be by us, right? And so... So those two big, massive downloads um, from nature about allowing yourself to surrender to the timing, to the the journey, the growth, the birthing process of nature, realizing that you don't always know what's best for the timeline, to connecting to the innate birthright of abundance, to all of the abundance surrounding all of us. You know, nature is the biggest demonstration of that that you were born worthy of all this abundance, that all of this God-given, spirit-driven, universe-given, earth-given, whatever you want to call it, abundance, is here for us. That's the natural state. And we can either tune into it or tune out of it. And, you know, just to, to close, I think, because I feel like those two big concepts are, are, are really, really important. And like I said, I want to dive deeper into... Um, into limiting beliefs around money and the abundance conversation on a different podcast. But similarly, to extend that conversation about what we look at and what our eyesight sees, we're also able to tune into the magic around us. And I know a lot of you guys gave me feedback that you enjoyed the podcast. Um, I'm sorry if the audio was a little weird because I recorded it actually driving to Big Star. Um, is that it's the same thing with magic. You know, when we were in, we were doing the ritual in Big Sur, um, a couple of the girls were talking about seeing fairies, right? And how we, you know, like, oh, we want to see fairies. And so we set that intention. We open ourselves up to see fairies. And everyone who wanted to see fairies that weekend saw fairies, right? Connected to fairies. Uh, if you saw the very ma- magical um, picture on my Instagram, if you didn't, go over to my Instagram. This picture is going to flip you out. Uh, it's like this amazing rainbow orb that, like, surrounded all of us. Um, when we were in ritual that someone took a picture of and incredible. And, you know, when I was in Austria too, uh, we were in these beautiful, majestic forests around a lake, right? With all these like gorgeous moss and flowers and mushrooms, right? It's like a fairy wonderland. And so there were other people there and I was like, guys, we're in fairyland right now. Like we're legit in fairyland. And when I tell you I was the only person on this trip that was already in the fairyland train previously to this trip. I mean, when I was at Libby's wedding and and the ritual in Big Sur, I mean, this was a group of girls that were, you know, we're all spiritually connected. We're all attuned to more mystical, magical things. So that us all seeing fairies, I wasn't surprised that, you know, that's, of course, all of us are believers. But here, the group of us um, in Austria they're not exactly the type that's talking to fairies. In fact, I'm, I don't think any of them thought fairies were real up until this trip where I told them about fairies and had all of us go on a fairy expedition. <laughs> and we were, you know, we were walking around these beautiful woods in, you know, in Austria, like around this lake. And, you know, one of the people was like, how do you know? And I started pointing out the fairies. 
And they're like, how do you know that's a fairy and not a bug? And I'm like, well, you can see that, you know, you can see how a bug looks, right? A little bug like flying around. And you can see the fairies. So the fairy is like a little, um, almost like a little flash of light. But here's the truth too, right? It's about believing. It's about being open to seeing it. And I think there are so many magical beings, so many things that we can connect to, just like I, I talked about in that last episode around connecting and talking to spirit and angels and, and all these things, if we're open to seeing it. So just like we need to be open to seeing the abundance, we can choose to you know, put our blinders on and stare at the corner where nothing's happening or we can choose to see all the abundance around us. You know, we can choose to see magical beings. We can choose to see fairies. We can choose to see orbs. We can choose to see the little synchronicities. We can choose to see, you know, messages from our guides. We can choose to see animal messengers or or angel numbers. We can, we get to choose what we attune our eyes to. And so I think uh, the last message from my beautiful nature expedition was really allowing and welcoming my eyes to to and reminding you guys as well because this has been something that I feel like has come really naturally for me um since I was a little girl I was very open to magic I was very open to I always would daydream I was very open to you know I, I remember I had a hermit crab called Hermie <laughs> And I would talk to Hermie. I knew very well. I like I in, instinctively knew that he was like um, a familiar for me, a companion spirit animal. Um, I also felt similarly about my dog growing up. And of course, you know, you guys know Carl. Carl's obviously, you know, my homeboy. But you know, you could have a dog, or you could have a familiar. You could have, you know, someone that's there to protect you and guide you. You know, you can see. Uh, a blue jay cross your path and be like, oh, a blue jay crossed my path. Or you could see a blue jay cross your path and you can be like, oh, wow, that is a message from spirit. Actually, just today, um, and I'm going to wrap this up so I could go on about this forever. Eh? <laughs> like, but, you know, I was walking back. I just went to get some sparkling water from the store because I just got back from my trip and I have nothing in my house. And um, it's very, very, it was very dark on the walk back. And I accidentally ran into, um, a cat and you're, the cat was the cat was fine, you know. Both of us were a little startled, but you know the cat was fine. I was fine. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, cat, you know. Um, <laughs> but I saw that and I was like, woof, you know. The cat, the, the cat, the cat is such a beautiful messenger animal, right? A messenger of the goddess. Cats were, you know, associated with goddesses. Cats, I mean, are the ultimate familiar for magic, right? The one of the the most magical animals, right? In fact, a lot of cats I was reading about today actually got burned the same time during the rich witch trials because people didn't know if the cats were doing the magic too. Anyway, so it was just a beautiful affirmation for me and and obviously, you know, I paid my respects to the cat. I was sorry that we bumped into each other. But um but anyway, the moral of the story and I hope that this episode was just a reminder. I love, you know, when, whether it's on Instagram or on here, on YouTube, that I will say, I will share whatever download is coming through. I'll just share what I'm, you know, what's kind of like coming up for me to talk about right now. 
And sometimes it's because it's relevant in my life. And sometimes, you know, it's just a reminder. Like with a lot of the stuff in nature, they're all things that were just reminders. And I was able to see different dynamics and people around me. And I just felt so strongly called to share that message with you. And I hope that it was of service. I hope that you guys listening, you know, there was something that you needed to hear in this podcast that clicked something in for you so that you could really look through different eyes around something in your life right now or in your life in general and be open to seeing more abundance, be open to seeing more magic, be open to surrendering and having more patience with the gestation process of nature around your dreams and your goals. Um, And if that's the case, then please, please, please do let me know. Um, do let me know. Um, I love hearing from you. If there's any other episodes or anything you want me to explain more on on the podcast, like all of these podcasts are coming out right now are really based on your recommendations. I love hearing from you. I love hearing what you want to hear. And I also want to encourage you, I'm going to put it in the links below and I'll also be in my link tree on Instagram to check out my new offerings page because I'm offering a practical magic ritual and game plan session, which I'm super excited about because I've never done that before. But I've just been having so much fun teaching rituals and and doing this a little bit more hands-on that I wanted to open up this set that open up this session, which essentially is an hour where we deep dive into one area of your life that you need to work some practical magic around. And and we not only discuss that and discuss the different elements of practical magic and, and and what needs to be moved around to have a breakthrough in that area, but I give you a specific ritual to do for that area um, to create a shift and, and how to create that and everything that, you know, all of the tools that you'll need to get for that. I help you with that. And then I also, we also give like an earthly action game plan. So you have your practical magic solution and you'll be able to both do the magical, the sacred ritual work that I'll give you. Um, and you'll have some real tangible action steps to go and make some leeway on your dreams. And I truly believe that that is the one to punch that really allows you to Um, to have that massive shift, to release that thing that's blocking you, to be able to put on those glasses and see more magic and see more abundance and therefore get more more momentum and magnetism towards the things you want in your life. So if you're curious about that, click um, the link below or the link in my Instagram bio, schedule a session. I'm doing a special rate um, that's lower than it's been to work with me one-on-one in years right now. Um, just because I think I want to meet some of you guys. I want to meet some of the listeners from the Practical Magic Podcast. And I'm super excited. I love giving my my friends. I do this for my friends a lot, right? I give them rituals and action steps. And I'm excited to do it for you guys because it's just transformative. It makes life so much more fun, so much more magical. Um, and I really believe the best way you can experience this practical magic that I talk about every week on this podcast is by doing some of it yourself, by getting your hands dirty and seeing how it can transform your life. So thanks for listening to the Practical Magic Musings podcast. This is Cassandra Bodzak, and I'll see you next time for more rituals and wisdom to help you live your most magical life.